Week three of the competition is upon us, and our teams are working hard to prepare for their daily news challenge. As if the stress of having to produce a news podcast in less than 48 hours wasn't enough, three of our contestants are going home at the end of this week. Find out on this episode of America's Next Top Podcaster. Greetings from America's Next Top Podcaster, the show where we routinely make a bunch of amateur podcasters test out podcast concepts that not even the most experienced and professional podcasts would dare to attempt. I'm Bobby Frankenberger. We are in week three of the competition, and this is a very tough week. The contestants are being challenged with making a headline news podcast in a daily news format. Each team is getting a different area of news, either technology, gaming, or politics. They will be given three news stories in their assigned topic areas and will have to report on them in their show. To simulate the time constraints of a daily news show, the teams won't get their three news stories until a little less than two days before the podcast is due. Also, an added wrinkle to the Daily News Challenge in this season is that each team has to follow very strict time posts for the start of each segment for their show. For example, after a 40-second intro, their first news story must start at the 40-second mark. The second news story must start at the 2-minute and 55-second mark, and so on like that for all the segments of their entry. As if that stressful mayhem wasn't enough, at the end of the week, the judges will decide one person from each team to get eliminated from the competition. That's right, this week is the first elimination for season four, and boy is it a big one. Let's start with the winners from last week. Team Ivory Microphone, made up of Trip, Casey, Jason, and Sean Allred. They were riding high from their second win in a row, and confidence was propelling them forward. Their first place win allowed them to pick their topic area first, and they chose technology news. They began the week by meeting right away after judging, getting team roles figured out for this assignment, and then hashing out what they wanted the feel of their show to be. I'll ask this question. Okay. Do we want to uh, assign yeah. roles first? Because obviously Trip or I have to be the PM. I was going to go ahead and throw my ring, uh, my hat in the ring for editor. Like, I'd be happy to edit this one. I'll call writing for this one. Well, Trip, you, you were PM, the... right? Yeah, you have yeah. to. Uh, it's either I got to be PM or I got to be writer, because it's the only two things I haven't done. I yeah. actually like the idea of, let's just say, for the sake of argument, let's say that Jason and I are the co-hosts of the show. We are the... The, the, the morning news podcast. We'll have to come up with a better name, obviously. But I like the idea of the roundtable idea. So, like, you and I are the host. This the Topic one, because uh, it's going to be technology. So, topic one, iPhone 14 is coming out. We're going to bring in our, our guest here, who is an iPhone e- expert, Casey. The news has just dropped that the iPhone 14 has come out. What do you think? You know, like, so that we can still have that kind of thing. We have an intro and outro and then three news panels. So it might be better, I'm thinking, just to do, like, one person instead of two, just so that we have all four segments covered by all four of us. You know what I mean? The one idea I had was just doing a newscast, you know, where, like, we get all the stories that we're going to get, two of us anchor, we switch back and forth. Yeah, I was going to say, so this kind of sounds like it's just like a newscast in, in audio form or podcast form. And it's just like super quick. I think it's just a high energy news program. Uh, OK, so here I'm kind of so here's the thing. I'm thinking about this when you actually break it down, especially in context of how fast we're going to be moving through some of these other segments. Yeah. Um, let's just call it four minutes for the sake of argument. Like that's actually 
a good amount of time. I think the strength we had this week was was just keeping it simple and having me do the read. I think if we have two anchors doing it like a newscast, again, I think it's three different stories. I think what they're trying to do is they want to see what you do with these stories. They're not going to assign us these esoteric stories that you can tell in 30 seconds. And so we have a 40 second intro. I'm just wondering how we fill 40 seconds with that. Okay. Okay. Here's, here's how you do it. Let me, okay. So that'd be great. So what you do is you'd have like the first five seconds be of the announcer saying, this is 10 minute tech break with your host, Jason Peters and, and trip Rogers. And then we kind of do like a quick, like couple second transition. And then each of you read a, a headline. No, no, not to say. And then you'd say that that's coming up. That's coming up on the 10 minute tech break sponsored by whatever, you know, okay. now here's our anchors. The anchors introduce themselves because they're different voices. And that's the signposting you've got to do. One of the rule of thumbs for when you do a talk show on tell uh, on radio every five minutes you've got to introduce the segment so anybody tuning in will know what's going on the thing is we're gonna get this thursday afternoon and casey we have zero time to discuss this once those headlines come in casey has to know exactly what he's doing need to have the exact format like written out with the details missing right but we should know that news one is going to be one newscaster talking for half the time and second or it's just going to be one the entire time right i i feel very strongly that it's important to set up dc for success by working through that now in two minutes and 15 seconds it's going to take you the headline is artificial intelligence and machine learning is the new trend in 2023 like that's the whole headline, right? I mean, that took me four seconds to read. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so like, what are we going to do for the next two minutes and five seconds? The body of it, there's two minutes. Now, the body of it can be split between the two people. Both anchors can do both parts. But again, let's see what the stories are, because it may lend itself to having just one anchor do one, one anchor do the other. I'm almost starting to wonder if we're risking overdoing it. Like what made us win last week, this past week, was that our show was simple and to the point and entertaining. And it might be worth having Anchor 1 do News 1, Anchor 2 do News 2, then have both anchors do News 3 with the guest. Again, we don't know what we're going to have. I think there. this is a timed thing. This is We have a, we have a short turnaround on this. Yeah, well, and what I can do in the meantime, too, is at least on my end, I can start to pull up some you know, sound effects and just start to design the overall feel of, you know, some of the little jingles and sound effects and stuff like that. So. Right. What are we calling this show again? 10 minute ten tech minute break. Tech break. You want to do yeah, ten, ten minute do... ten minute tech time. I said everyone loves alliteration, so yeah. get into it. After going back and forth for a little while, the team finally settled on a format that they agreed would be simple and to the point. They were still struggling to agree on whether or not to have each news anchor individually handle a news story or to have each anchor cooperate to report together on each news story. Fortunately, Tom Merritt, their podcasting coach, was able to meet with them to help them out. Hi, Tom. Hey, Team 2. How y'all doing? We're thinking two anchors, but is it... Two anchors, one anchor does one story, one anchor does another story, and then the the final Mm -hmm. um, portion, or 
Is it like PTI where you have two anchors and you do the story and then maybe kick it back and forth for a minute or so? Because you guys got time limits on the segments, uh, it, it limits your choices there. Then as far as the PTI thing goes, your last segment being 345 is probably long enough to be a do a little bit of that. Those first two segments, though, uh, they're, they're going to be tough to set up enough of the information that you could have a good discussion. If you go straight news, then yeah, you do host one reads the first story uh, and you got to figure out a way to keep it interesting through two minutes. Host two reads the second story and then maybe the third story you've got a little back and forth. I wouldn't do a, I wouldn't do in those short segments a lot of back and forth because your writing is already going to have to be super tight as it is. Um, should we maintain a minimal sound design or is there such a thing of having too much sound design on a project like this? And, and I, what are we looking to do with this? Point? Yeah, I, I think with news, you want minimal sound design because you, the, the star of your show is the information. You want to be spending the most of your time making sure you've got good info. It's written well. It's understandable. It makes a point. Uh, and that people come away feeling informed. And maybe sound bites that you get from places uh, that, that, that can illustrate the story or quotes or things like that. I just wanted to double back real quick on the question about the sound bed for the ad. Um, mm -hmm. Should it be something that's so if we we're, we're going to come up with a general aesthetic with, you know, regards to the intro, outro music, maybe a couple little sound transitions, mm -hmm. et cetera. Should that should the song for the ad be within a similar aesthetic, but different enough to stand apart? Or should it be like a completely different sound aesthetic to like really set up the contrast from the rest? I mean, of the when you think about like the real world. Uh, the sound design of the ad is going to be determined almost exclusively by the client. So the client might want it to fit into the newscast or it might want it to stand out and not be like the newscast. And obviously it might want something where the editor in chief or the, or the producer says, eh, that's a little bit outside of our comfort zone. Uh, but, but mostly uh, it can kind of go anywhere you want. It should suit the ad and it should suit a news universe, right? Right now we have it so that like each of the two fifteens is uh one story, right? Two fifteen mm -hmm. on one, two fifteen on the other. Yep. Could we do should we do that or should we break it up to do like uh three thirty seconds in one and then three thirty seconds in two, if that makes sense? Like six stories? Yeah. Well you're only given three stories. It's a I'm intriguing sorry, idea. I'm sorry, that was my bad. No, it's well, it's a good way to think though. Even if it, even if it ends up not being usable, it's like that's the way you got to think to win. Is like, okay. okay, how can we how can we stretch? How can we push the rules? So I, right. I'm not saying it's the thing you should do, but but right. don't don't be afraid to like think outside the box like that. So Tom, what are our uh, subjects for tomorrow? I don't know. I haven't picked them yet. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tom. We thank you Appreciate very much, it. Tom. On the next day, the teams got their news stories and they got to work immediately researching, writing, and putting their episodes together. In the middle of it all, the project manager for Team Ivory Microphone, Trip Rogers, this week sat down to talk to me about the challenge of getting his team to calm down and go with the flow on this difficult challenge. All right, well, here we are with Trip Rogers. And how's it going this week? I would love to say it's a walk in the park for us, but this is week number three. And after this week, one of our team is going to go bye-bye, and that is causing a lot of angst. And we're going to try and make it really difficult for the judges to cut one of our guys. And if we win again, yeah. that, that, that's the goal this week. 
Um, the first two weeks, everything came so easy for us. We were able to get a, a plan together, get the script together, boom, boom, boom. We had everything, and we had recorded everything by Thursday. By Friday, we edited, and, and this week is a different story. I don't think any of them have ever worked in broadcasting before. This is this is my realm. This is what I've lived mm-hmm. for 45 plus years. I've done basketball. I've done newscast. I've anchored election coverage. And all of that is done on the fly. And when you have to hit a post on a record or you've got to hit a top of the hour newscast, that's a talent that you you get over the years. And I, I think that's part of what is fueling my team's anxiety at this point. If there's a problem, like if it's six o'clock on Saturday night, we don't have anything done. Okay. I'm going to start to panic at that point. Certainly your experience does help you in the sense that, like you've said, it's, it's made you more comfortable in this challenge, right? Um, hopefully you've been able to at least partly assuage their, their fears. Part of it also is the fact that somebody is going to go home after this week. Yeah. I mean, listen, these are the rules. Everybody plays by the rules. And, 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 and you know, again, um, like I said, I'd love to finish first again, just basically. So we'll say, okay, now you want to cut somebody from this team? We've won three weeks in a row. Yeah. You know, you know that we're going to make it hard for the judges to do that. The other part of it, the other choice for PM would have been Sean. And, um, this is not a, this is not a negative on Sean, but Sean has a family event this weekend. He is planning to go away. So Sean's not going to be around from Friday afternoon, five o'clock on. So it was easy to say, okay, Sean, you do the opening, the closing and do the ad read and, Mm -hmm. and, and we'll take care of the bulk of the other stuff. This is life. This is reality. And I'll tell you what, I, I don't think it's, 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 it's a bad thing. Your personal life takes place over your professional life or your podcasting life. And, you know, broadcasting is, is an awfully tough mistress. Um, it cost me my marriage. Um, it, it, it's, um, it's cost me a lot, a lot in my life, but, um, you know, uh, I wouldn't change anything. Um, I have had 45 plus years of a wonderful career. I've accomplished and done more than I ever thought I would. And every day I wake up and it's something new. And this is another challenge I never expected to have. And Mm -hmm. getting a chance to do this has given me a window and has made me see that, you know, maybe I'm not that far off on what I'm doing. I think you've, I think you've got the right mindset. You've, you've got the goal in, in sight and you've got a short amount of time to get the bulk of the work done. So I'm going to go ahead and let you get to it. Trip. Thank you for sitting down and talking to me. No problem, Bobby. Anytime. I appreciate it. And I appreciate everything you do for us. Hello, and thanks for listening to 10-Minute Tech Time, your source for fast, reliable tech news. On today's episode, we discuss how Netflix will offer a pay-to-share-your-password option with users outside of the household. Google I.O. returned this year as a virtual event. And we discuss the ramifications of Amazon's blockbuster deal to purchase MGM Studios. This episode is brought to you by Rogue Amoeba and their Ultimate Podcast Bundle. I am producer Sean, and here's the host of 10-Minute Tech Time, Trip Rogers and Jason Peters. 
That was just a short sample of the submission by Team Ivory Microphone. If you want to hear that and any of the team's submissions in their entirety, just check out the full episode submissions on the podcast feed for America's Next Top Podcaster. Next, we're going to check in with Team Questionable Champions. Sean White, Bill, Keysign, and Kelly were feeling good about a second place win last week, especially after they came in last the week before. At the end of last week's episode, they got to pick gaming news as the focus of their challenge. Let's see how their planning was going early in the week, right after judging. I guess I'm, like I said, first time we uh, started talking, like two weeks ago, uh, project manager has the right to be a jerk. I will not take it to an extreme, but you know, to further clarify, part project manager has the right to say, that's a great idea, we're not gonna use it. If anyone objects to that, uh, say that now. I object to anyone who objects to that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thankfully this this uh, particular challenge is incredibly structured, which is going to be an asset, at least for my brain. We have to have a 40 second intro, 30 seconds for ad reading, three different segments, new segments. We should probably try to pick whichever one is going to be the most impactful that we can think of and do that as our third one. So like the things that the things that we can work on right now are the intro, the outro and uh, who's going to be reading what. So I think at least two hosts would probably be good, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think having A, B so that you can jump back and forth, that would be the best. In that intro sequence, um, something that I'm putting some space for is a table of contents. Effectively saying, um, on today's episode, um, we talk about A segment, B segment, and then, of course, you're definitely going to need to stick around for C segment. Going back to the signposting, we could probably say the name of the show at the very end of the, the intro. Oh, the very beginning mm. of the intro. This is blah 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 podcast. I'm so and so, and I'm so and so. This week we are. Yeah, I know they. I know they want the signposting. I'm just trying to think if we want to go super traditional. So if we want to go traditional. We're still in early week. Yeah, yeah. We need to make sure the execution is there. I strongly recommend like gritting your teeth and listening to NPR news so that you can see because I know for a fact that this is what they're going to be looking for. How close to NPR news is this? What they're listening for is okay. I like the takes that these people. People listen, that these people create because the internet is saturated with gaming internet news. I just want to make sure that we we reestablish each segment who's talking. It doesn't necessarily have to be as blatant as "Hi, my name is such and such, and this is our headline." It can yeah. be a back and forth, but I want I still want there to be signposting yeah. on any, yeah. every segment. Um, kind of what I was saying just a yeah. moment ago, where it's uh, where it's like. Dweet, dweet, dweet. All right, Bill, what's the next news thing? Oh, thanks, sign. The next up is blah, blah, blah. So then the other question is, who are going to be the two readers? I'd love to be one of them. Well, I have a suggestion that since Sean read last time, it makes sense <clears throat> to have Bill and Key do it. Okay. Um, what mm-hmm. if I read the ad? Just that way they've heard all of us within the last week. How about this as a suggestion? Turbo mode gaming news. That's a callback to classic controllers. Back. And it's literally the structure of our show it's being 10 only minutes, 10 minutes. Right? It's quick, so Turbo makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But is, I would drop the gaming news from the name. I would just, just call, call it, it Turbo mode. mode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, I would just call it, I would just call it Turbo Mode. 
The questionable champions were feeling good. They had a direction they were headed in, a title for their podcast, and were all on the same page. Some of the main questions they had for their podcasting coach, Tom Merritt, had to do with signposting, one of Judge Jenny Josephson's biggest complaints about the previous week's submissions. Hey, Team 3! Hello! Woohoo! Uh, so, I had a, a couple just kind of detailed questions. One of the things I want to try to do is signpost each segment. Ah, you've been listening to Jenny, have you? Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, I can be taught. Uh, but we want to do it in some kind of conversational way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not just, my name is, you know, my name is Sean, and this is our headline. And we Are you doing one or like, two anchors or three? Uh, we're going to be doing two anchors for mm-hmm. all the segments. Right at the top of the show. Th- just keep it simple. I'm, I'm Bill and I'm Key, and this is Gaming News. Yeah. So you've signposted who you are and why you're there, right? Whatever your title yes. of the show is. That covers you for the rest of the show for that stuff. And then all you've got less, okay. left is what you're talking about, I think, which is signposting the segments, right? One of the issues that we had in the last challenge was music beds, and that was common for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not planning on doing any music beds for the actual articles, but we were planning on doing one for the ad read. Yep, that's a good idea. Because you want to you set the ad read off as being different from the news. Yeah. So, so okay. putting a, a bed under that's a great, a great way to do that. Because I'll be reading the ad. Can I just be the faceless person reading the ad, or do we have to hand it off to each other? Okay, so normally when you hear an ad, uh, what you hear is just, we'll be back after this, and then the ad, yeah. right? So if you, Kelly, are not hosting any of the rest of the segments, mm-hmm. I think it's fine for key to say like we'll be back uh we'll be back with samsung buying sony in a second and then you just go into your ad because that's 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 what we're norm we normally don't hear on radio or podcast people identify and now here's someone you've never met named kelly to tell you about our sponsor (laughs) right like elaborate on our concerns with signposting we wanted to effectively make it so that at any point in time if somebody were to download the podcast and they look at the markers for what times things happen and the only thing that they care about is uh second uh, the second story if they started, we wanted to make sure that they heard both of our names so that they know who's talking, whose voice is who. I feel like that's going to backfire on you. That okay. they're going to be like, why do you keep telling? Because they're not going to listen to it that way. The judge, and most people don't listen to podcasts okay. that way. Most, okay. they're going to, the judges are going to listen to it from the beginning. And if you keep in, in such a short time period, if this is an hour, an hour and a half long podcast, then yeah, maybe reintroducing is, okay. is fine. But I, I, my gut tells me that. That's overdoing it. You're going to win or lose on whether the information you write is good. Okay. So, so like put 90% of your energy into tight, informative, compelling story writing. Make me understand and make me care about the three stories. The questionable champions were feeling encouraged after their talk with Tom. Their concerns about signposting had been alleviated, and now it was time to get to work. The next day, they got their news items delivered to them by gaming podcaster and judge Scott Johnson, and the team got to work. Okay, oh. so I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the Economist episode because I'm I'm familiar, but I don't listen to that. It's a part of this kind of traditional thing, and like I was saying, like I consume news. 
primarily through podcasts. Like that's what I do. And you guys are like screaming everything that he has already said. The only just keeping it conversational or whatever. You're just going to hand it off. So that would be natural. So a handoff is not the same as re-sign posting. So that y'all are going to be great with that. And you say, you said that whole thing's supposed to be 345. Yeah. The whole segment is supposed to be three minutes, 45 seconds. Like you said that it went a little over three minutes. Like how, about how long did it go? Yeah. I think, I think I, I think uh, I called it at like three. 53 or 354 something like that okay so it shouldn't be it shouldn't be too bad to edit down and then when we get into that discussion section which this one has the biggest discussion section of all and i think we'll be able to use it you know here's the neutral thing nintendo side this foundation side and now let's talk about how much this really kind of sucks to us personally yeah you know okay kind of well then what i'm gonna do is I'm dropping the but don't worry Nintendo fans <laughs> because I can't say that. I, I just can't. Uh, okay. I, I, I can't in good conscience say that. I cannot say that. Uh, okay. Okay, there. I've edited it. If you Nintendo fans still want to play the classic games, is that a little better? You know, to place, I'd say select classic games. Bill, the team's writer for the week, and Key, the team's editor, continue to work on finishing their gaming news show while the project manager, Sean White, sat down with me to talk about how the team has been preparing for something so difficult to prepare for and the anxiety of knowing that someone is going home this week. All right, here I am with Sean White of uh, the team Questionable Champions. That's right. I didn't get the the team wrong, did I? No, that, that is correct. <laughs> There's three of you, one I on know. each team. So I uh, I didn't want to make the faux pas of calling you one of the other teams. You are project manager this week. Um, yes. How how is that? Let me just start by just a simple question. How is that going? How are you doing in that role as a project manager? Uh, well, so far it's actually been fairly easy. My, I have a very competent team that doesn't necessarily need a whole lot of direction. A lot of my role in this is just kind of overviewing what they're doing, kind of making uh, creative decisions in that respect. You just got your news uh, links, your news stories that you're yep. going to be doing just a couple of hours ago, really. Yeah. How did you prepare your team for this moment when you, when you have to hit the ground running and, and really get a lot of work done in the next 48 hours? Yeah. Well, one of the one of the benefits of this challenge is it is very structured. Um, and, you know, being a daily news program, a lot of it I would imagine is just kind of have a basic skeleton of your show and then just fill in the blanks with the uh, headlines. Mm-hmm. So for the first part of this week, uh, Bill is going to be our writer. He's been making that outline and. Uh, making it so we can just kind of fill in the blanks. And as soon as we got the ad read, uh, we actually had Kelly record that yesterday. Like, I think Bill at this point is already starting to write down uh, a loose script. And I think they're planning, we're planning on recording tonight. Like I've said before, I've had experience in 48 hour film challenges where we've had to do even more than this uh, in a similar time span. So the, the crunch is, not necessarily a new thing to me, uh, but having to do that in addition to my normal life is where the, the complications come into place. Even if you come in first place, somebody from your team is going home. Yeah. Um, how have you noticed 
that affecting your team? Or maybe you guys have explicitly talked about that. Has it, has it been affecting things at all? Uh, I personally don't know how it it's affected the rest of my teammates. Uh, it, it's not something that's really come up a whole lot. Uh, but I know that it's something that's affected me personally. And it's just this weird mix of feelings because I I don't want to go on the first elimination. Sure. But I don't want any of my other teammates to go on the first elimination either. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I don't know, it's just it's difficult to wrap my head around it and like what exactly I'm feeling towards it. I think you're on your way. I think you guys are preparing yeah. yourselves well and you're doing the work from what I can tell. And that's that's yeah. what you got to do to get it done. All right. Well, thank you, Sean, for mm, thank sitting you. down and talking to me. And I'm going to... Good luck, Sean. And we'll see what you guys put together this weekend and talk to you on Monday. Thank you. This is Turbo Mode, the only show designed to get you caught up on the gaming news you missed while you were fragging noobs in 10 minutes or less. Today, the Video Game History Foundation wants Nintendo to rethink their position on saving video game history. Will your copy of Goat Simulator keep working past this summer? I'm Bill Meeks, and if you keep listening, I'm going to tell you. Plus, video games go to war? What video game company just announced their support for the Ukraine by putting their console where their mouth is? We'll let you know coming up. I'm Key Sign. And finally, the Uncharted movie has been out for a month. Did it manage to avoid the video game movie curse? Don't worry, we're going to tell you. Hit the button, we're speeding off. Finally, let's check in on how our third team, One Last Drink, did this week. Ken, September, Theo, and Sean Weiland were coming off a rough bit of judging where they came in third place. The judges thought that their podcast about the history of women in brewing was a bit too jokey and didn't use sound design well enough to make them care more about the topic. Determined to get a better review from the judges this week, the team did some reflecting and then got to work on their political news show. Oh yeah, I mean, there were a few things that... I wish I um, spoke up more on and it doesn't really matter now because it's over. I feel that way too. I feel like I really got let you guys down and I was worried about stepping on anyone else's roles. And, and it was, but it was like, okay, well, they seem okay with it. I must be crazy. And I should have just been more assertive about and the ir- irony of it being this like interesting women's history thing we tried to teach people. Well, the advantage we have this week is we don't have to worry about the idea. The formatting's hand-delivered to us, basically. You Guys, know what we... politics is not a disadvantage. Yeah, I've been I... doing <laughs> politics for like almost yeah. 20 years. I, I, I'm a candidate right now, for God's sake. Yeah. Wait, who's, are, you, are you PMing this week, Ken? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 rules. I would say... September would be one of the voices as the news, maybe. And then a guy. I'll make sure I don't mumble. (laughs) Should we just do a a mock-up of what it would be like if we knew the stories? Uh, Sort of. I I wouldn't go so far into trying to do the entire show. But yeah, we should block this out. If we get a feel for it. You think that would be like a Justin? I think it's dangerous to to try to anticipate exactly what he's going to do. No, no, no. no. It's just anticipating the type of story he'll pick, so we yeah. have we can get a feel for what the show will be like 
kind of thing, you know? Well, you should copy Justin. I'm, I'm worried I'm about saying, just doing work that's not going to help us. Well, like, what, why are we doing this exactly? Yeah, I that's understand well. the value because basically if we grab a headline or make up a headline and then throw it together, we could do both of those basically recordings and see if which direction we want to actually format the show. So the audience... For, would you say like the audience for our show is less political junkie and more regular person who wants to be a little more politically literate? I think so. And I think that might be the best way to come across to all the judges. So would you say Daily Tech News Show is... For the more casual nerd, or... We're not doing a daily tech news show. That's literally someone else's category. <laughs> yeah, I'm not arguing that we should do daily tech news show. I'm just... They've got a format that works. I'm I'm worried that we're treading into territory that implies that we don't get our assignment. Because we're trying to be like something else that is not the, the format we've been given. You don't think I understand the assignment? Is, is that no? I, I, I... Hey, if I may, yes. I think, and I, and this is just me. If I'm wrong, tell me to sit in the corner. I think what Ken is looking for is to kind of look at that as not necessarily the blueprint, but just the little breadcrumbs as far as starting. Obviously, not meant to be tech. We're doing political. Do you do you all know what lorem ipsum is? So when you're doing a design mock-up, you put in Latin, mm-hmm. and it's it's just this lorem ipsum gibberish Latin stuff, and they throw it in, and they'll mock up a website or whatever, so that you have an idea of what this print ad or website or whatever's catalog is going to look like. The content is just placeholder. That's what I'm thinking. If we can get as close as much of that sort of stuff ironed out with the just making the lorem ipsum version of the podcast then we're just mm-hmm. plunking in the actual stories. The usefulness of the point of view of the show is and the kind of hot take outside of just delivering the news. Yeah. Like, why are we a valuable source for somebody to go get their news when these are headlines that are all over the place? So, so why do I need to know this and what can I do about it? Yeah. Is that kind of, I mean, we'll have to see what the, when the time comes, but like, if you need a what, two minute, two and a half minute segment two, I can just kind of <laughs> hand that to you maybe. I don't know. We can see yeah. how that Obviously, the telling side of all this is going to be Thursday when they actually go, here's your headlines. That's yeah. when it's all going to start. Thursday is going to be the, the, the bazinga. It was taking quite a bit of effort and many conversations for the team One Last Drink to come together on a unified vision for their news show. As Thursday was getting closer, the day when they would get their news articles, the team was hoping Tom could help them hammer out some of the details on their format. Good to be with you again. What can I do for you? Kind of this this task is a little bit it's hard to find a way to really kind of stand out. We're thinking kind of keep it simple. DTNS meets NPR kind of vibe. 
we would start with a intro, tease the three stories, and read the story, and then kind of explain like why we should care about this, and like are there any hot takes? And then the last story we're thinking would be like a bit more of a back and forth. Um, I'll, I'll tell you from experience, uh, if you want to have back and forth, four minutes is kind of minimum. Okay, well, what about clips? I, I think if we get mm-hmm. it from C-SPAN, we can use it, I think. What what matters isn't so much whether C-SPAN uh, puts everything out under a Creative Commons license or something like that, because C-SPAN's a for-profit company. They probably don't. But also, remember, it's fair use is commentary, it's news, it's information. So if you're using just enough to show what you're talking about, uh, and you're using it from the main source, right? You're not yeah. you're not grabbing someone else's commentary. That's okay, that's pretty it. fair game when it comes to fair use. So, okay. Um, and would you encourage us to get clips or? Yeah, sparing? yeah. Uh, that's the kind of sound texture that that's gonna gonna add things. Now it takes away time, so it means your your writing has to be tight. But but honestly, the more the more effective clip use you make, the better it's going to sound because it's going to sound professional. When If you have to say, uh, you know, Representative Gorman said blah, 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 that's not as compelling as, and here's what Representative Gorman had to say, and you hear it out of their mouth. The most important thing to me is it, you think it's more acceptable to do a partial news read with credit saying like today uh, it, in Politico, they said, or to just do a complete rewrite of the story it depends on why you're doing it. If you're quoting the representative, you don't have to credit Politico. You just say representative said, unless they only said it to Politico, then you say representative Gorman said to Politico. If you, you should absolutely be rewriting everything original. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be taking their words. If the take is specific to them, then you want to credit like Politico noted that this is the first time uh, that, you know, this kind of subsidy has ever been done or, or, or in Politico's opinion writer X, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. If you are just rewriting the facts and Politico was your source, then you're fine, but you need to rewrite them in your own voice. Absolutely. After getting some advice from Tom, the team finished preparing and got to work as soon as they received their news articles. Meanwhile, I sat down for a chat with One Last Drink's project manager, Ken, to check on their progress and the team's morale. Here we are with Ken, the project manager for for One Last Drink is your team name. How are you guys doing this week? I think we... I think we're in good shape this week. Uh, we kind of did a practice run with just three random stories. Mm, that's good. Uh, we wanted to kind of see timing and maybe figure out a sound we'd, we, we would use and, and need. Yeah. And so when you say a practice run, how did that feel? It felt good. I think doing that kind of... We were debating whether Theo or Sean had the more which voice we were going with. Like, uh, mm-hmm. we like September's voice, but I thought Theo was more of the ad read kind of voice, whereas sure. Sean was more of the newsy voice. So the kind of the dress rehearsal kind of helped us figure that out. Well, let me ask you, for, as the project manager, what kind of challenges have you guys run into so far? Other than, you know, trying to discern what the shape of this show is going to be. Yeah, it's it's tricky with the different roles. Like I think um, 
this will be Theo's first time doing like a real edit. So Mm -hmm. he's kind of learning that. But fortunately, with the nature of the contest, he had kind of the beginning of the week to to fiddle around with that a little bit. In a lot of ways, this is a really straight ahead challenge. You're given a very rigid time structure and do you think that there are like like hidden things in there that 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 you can trip up on that you've discovered or anything like that well i was i was thinking of it as it's kind of like a paint by numbers contest you're going to end up with three very similar look sounding podcasts i think right um so how do we stand out uh, i think it'll come down to like that execution the uh mm-hmm. hopefully our trial run will kind of help us figure out that balance between the the news story and a little kind of discussion we wanted to kind of focus on like why the listener should care about this news story right. right in a world where you can listen to tons of news shows and there's definitely no dearth of political news shows out there you guys are doing politics you know mm-hmm. why is it why is it that your listeners should tune into you that's a good way to approach it it'll be judged on monday have you learned to uh to fear the night of judging yet or is the fact that nobody has gone home yet um made that not as scary i don't know if i fear it i i, I worry about like taking their notes too much to heart and like going, mm. one of our criticisms was signposting. And right. I was like, all right, we need to sign. We need to make sure we signpost. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And can we over signpost? And, and I've, I've in the past seasons, I, I think some teams have done that with it, with like overcorrected notes. based on over-corrected. the notes that they got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to do that. All right. Well, thank you for talking to me, Ken. And, uh, I look forward to hearing what you got and good luck. All right. Thanks, Bobby. Hello and welcome to Civic Snippets, where we break down today's political news into a 10 minute briefing. On today's show, we'll talk about President Biden's discussion with Xi Jinping, what Nancy Pelosi is apologizing for, why is it so freaking hard to get COVID funding, and why can't we just catch a break on gas prices? I'm your friendly neighborhood political consultant, September McCready. And I'm Sean Wyland here with the news. China has to make a decision for themselves about where they want to stand uh, and how they want the history books to uh, look at them and view their actions. Hello, Hammond again. Listen, when I am working on making people's voices sound better in recordings, especially when they're using a wide variety of microphones in their productions, using a good vocal treatment in a plugin is key. I have found that the Greg Wells voice centric plugin from Waves is an easy way to do a lot of cleanup and enhancement on voices that makes them sound natural, makes them sound rich, makes them sound full with only using basically one knob. There's a knob for how much effect is being added to the voice. And then there's delay, doubler, and reverb. And you can adjust those individually as well. As a podcaster, I don't use those very often. However, having them there makes my life very easy if I do need them or add them for an effect. 
This is a user-friendly plugin that features one main control and three additional controls. The main intensity is deceptively easy to use. There's a lot going on behind the curtain. The plugin delivers a world-class mixed vocal sound designed for everybody. And I use it in every single show as the second aspect of my vocal mix chain. If you want more information about the Greg Wells Voice Centric, go to waves.com or follow the link in the show notes and get more information and get sounding better right now. All right, we are just a few minutes from the start of the judging portion of our show. Soon, Brian Ibbett and the judges will take the stage to let us know which team won this week's challenge and which team lost. After that, we'll find out which contestant from each team is leaving the competition. But before that, let's get Tom's thoughts on how the teams were doing this week. Team one is having a hard time seeing the forest for the trees. Uh, they're, they're, they're really, really trying to figure out uh, how to say things and they need to be thinking about what to say uh, is kind of the way I'd look at it. So I hope once they get the stories that they start focusing really on what they're going to say and, and a little bit how to say what they're going to say. But, but the format comes from the stories. Gosh, I wish I would have said that to them then. Uh, so I, I'm hoping they regain their focus. Uh, team two felt pretty focused. They, they, they felt like uh, they had a, a good idea of what they wanted to do. Uh, they're, they're lucky to have Trip, who has experience uh, with news. And, and, and so they were, they're asking more of the kinds of questions that, that you would want to ask before you know what those stories are and how to approach it. So I feel like they have a little bit of an advantage here. Team three was really focused on the signposts thing. They really took that uh, judge feedback uh, to heart. And I, I had to try to wrench them away from that. Of like, don't don't focus on just that. That's, that's not going to win you this. Uh, as I told all three teams, writing is going to win you this. And once I said that, I, I feel like they got it. Uh, and, and what they said after that made me think that they're focusing on on at least the, the right idea. We didn't really get to talk about how they were gonna approach gaming uh, and, and all of that, which gives them a little more fun. They, they can have a little more fun with it than the other two topics. Sadly, we didn't get to talk about that. Uh, so I think they have a good shot here as well. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Stop Podcaster. It's a masterclass in podcasting that stepped into a Metropolis phone booth and came out a reality competition. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. Tonight on the show, we're going to bring you the news, the daily news, that is, with three teams producing a daily news show focused on either gaming, tech, or politics. At the end of the night tonight, one member of each team will be sent home, or they'll just stay home because they probably are already there. Uh, but in order to do that, their shows need to be reviewed. And to do the reviewing, we have judges. Let's meet them now. First up, the founder of Infinite Game, Jenny Josephson. Hello. Hello. Welcome. From Dog and Pony Show Audio, it's Justin Robert Young. Hello, friends. And from the from the Frog Pants Network, Scott Johnson. I'm back. Hello. Hello. This week, we gave each of our teams a set of headlines in either gaming, technology, or politics and asked them to create a 10-minute show complete with specific timestamps that they needed to hit. An even tighter turnaround time than our usual, we gave our teams a little more than 48 hours to turn their headlines into a show. We were testing their ability to work within a quick turnaround schedule, to deliver news in an interesting and digestible format, and to comply with strict programming time constraints. 
Jenny, uh, overall, do you feel like the uh, the shows you got were interesting? Yes. And I really like the way uh, I'm very grateful that each of them were on a different um, overall topic. Uh, because it, it gave me a chance to really understand something and not hear it over again, uh, in a way that was repetitive. So I really enjoy that. So thank you. All, all except for an audio engine ad, which <laughs> yeah. was very repetitive for three teams. Yeah. Scott, uh, overall, how do you think our teams did with the headlines that you provided? Uh, I think they did a pretty good job. They were, um, you know, the problem with gaming headlines, especially this time of year, is they are fast and they are furious. We get them very quickly and as quick as they're here, they're gone. So to be able to grasp onto those, give some quick commentary uh, was important. I think they did a did a pretty good job with my topic. I, I was impressed. Cool. Excellent. And Justin, did anything else stand out to you? Two teams did exceptionally well. The other team, uh, uh, boy, do we have to have a conversation on the line between commentary and news? Uh, and we were going to we're going to learn some very interesting lessons today. I can't wait. I'm, I've got my learning hat on, so I can't wait to learn something. Uh, all right, we are going to start off with Ivory Microphone uh, for your tech show. Sean Allred handled the research. Casey wrote and Jason edited things down into a show. And Trip, you were project manager and you oversaw the whole thing. Yes, and I enjoyed doing that. You enjoy being the taskmaster? I, listen, it, this was something that I, uh, I, I'm used to. Having the experience that I had in radio helped me prepare for this. Uh, and this is something that's in my wheelhouse. I, as, as you guys raved about my performance last week it was as a sportscaster, because that's what I've done all my life. Uh, this is another mm-hmm. thing that I have done a lot of and I have a lot of experience of. So this is kind of in my wheelhouse. You're, you're used to those kind of time constraints too, right? Like hitting the posts and, and making sure that, all right, there's 30 seconds for this ad. There's a minute for this topic, that sort of thing. When you're doing live radio, that is, it lives and breathes on uh, timestamps like that, right? Yes, that is correct. And and one of the advantages that I have is the fact that, like I said, I've been doing this for 45 plus years. I mean, when I, in the, in the early days, and, and this goes back in the seventies and eighties and nineties, before you had all the digital equipment, uh, you had to physically, uh, do everything. There was no, uh, uh, there was no computers, uh, to, um, automate stations. So you had to back time, you had to sit there and do mm-hmm. it. You had to learn it and either you did it right or you didn't do it right. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about your show. 10 minute tech time. Uh, so tell me about the series. The concept was uh, 10 minute tech time. Uh, it, again, we came up with that idea. It was just kind of one of those things we were looking for some type of branding. Um, that first one, who's this new ABC reporter that's part of the team that, that I didn't recognize? Without losing viewing history, the new features launch in a few weeks. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. Um, uh, ABC News has an affiliate, uh, allows their affiliates to use voicers by um, their correspondents. Uh, I work for an ABC station. Uh, I had access to it, and that's why we, because it it came up there, and I said, all right, let's use it. It gives us a different tell on it. Nice. Well, very good. All right, well, let's get to our judges, and um, we're going to start with Justin. Well, first things first, this was the most out-of-the-box, professional-sounding uh, entry this week, uh, uh, trip. Obviously, you have a uh, an amazing voice. Uh, you have a professional voice uh, that uh, shines through. The one thing 
that I would say, and you saying that you guys recorded that, that conversational element separately does ring true to me because it did feel disconnected. Also rumored to be in the bidding for the package, Apple, ESPN, and Netflix. Jason, your thoughts on this story? Trip, advertising has become considerably profitable for Amazon. The one thing I want to point out here is that it really is important to put a signpost on when you are are going from talking about like news, 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 news. This is 10, 10 wins, like just facts, 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 facts to now we're going to have a conversation about something or are we trying to just do a, a, a factoid thing kind of shaped as a conversation? There's a million different ways you can do it. I thought that it could have used a little bit more shaping on here, but by and large, excellent cadence. Great job. Good. All right. Scott, how about you? I'm in uh, mostly agreement with Justin. I think that they did a really good job. It sounded really good. It's obvious uh, that Trip has a, a long time to be doing a lot of different reads like this. It comes off very natural, like he's not reading. MGM isn't the only new acquisition for Amazon and its streaming service, Amazon Prime. The company will become the exclusive home of the National Football League's Thursday night football package in the fall. And I really liked that it was uh, not too much fluff. It just kind of gave us the news, which is how I like my tech news. I was sold. The, the world's got too much commentary in it, I think. I feel like as much as <laughs> I say this and I, every show I do is full of commentary. That's almost the entirety of my my podcasting lineup, but I always appreciate when something is just the straight business. How, how do you think blowhards like us can have opinions? No, we I need know. someone to give the news so then we can pervert it with our own dogma. Exactly. You got to have the egg. We are the chicken. That's how this works. So get in line, chickens. It's our turn. I don't know. I just, there was something really, the word is, the word is wrong to say basic because it's not what I mean. That implies other things, but you yeah. guys just kind of, Gave me what I ordered, and that was nice. Uh, Jenny? Uh, a question that came up a lot with these three podcasts, as uh, someone who worked in news for so, so many years, um, <laughs> is what actually is news, right? And mm -hmm. I think for the most part, you guys did a really good job with the who, what, where, when, why, and how. But I, I just, when you, when you get like a little bit um, stuck, or not sure what is the most important thing, just go back to that. Like you literally put it in a spreadsheet and be like, who, what, where, what, why, how, answer those questions, and there's your sentence. Another thing I was thinking about a lot was the difference between accurate, fair, but not necessarily objective, which is actually, I think this team did really well. Um, that is something that goes back to audience trust, which is like, look, you want your facts to be right. You want to be fair. So you don't totally want to be slanted unless you're really a commentary show. Um, and then, but you don't objective is a whole thing. We could spend an hour talking about basically that is a standard that you should not and try not to meet. So it's okay to have your facts speak for themselves, but then you are also allowed to speak about your facts. Just know the difference. Excellent. Thank you, Jenny. And thank you. Ivory microphones. Let's move over to the questionable champions. Hello. Good, sir. Hello. So you guys had the gaming stuff, yes. uh, gaming uh, topics. Kelly did the research. Uh, Bill, you wrote the whole thing. Uh, Key did the editing. And Sean, hello. You yes. were our project manager. So let's talk to you. Um, overall, how did the week go for you guys? Uh, it was the first part of it was, went pretty smoothly. We tried to get as much as we could done with, without knowing what the articles were. 
One thing that I actually kind of liked to this challenge because of the rigidity of it, when I was doing my podcast, I would always try to keep the workflow pretty, pretty solid and as fill in the gaps as possible. So this was yeah. actually pretty fairly comfortable for me for that for this format. All right, tell me about Turbo Mode. Great great name by the way. I love the name Turbo Mode. It was actually a uh, a I, I rolled a 20 on my check to get that name cuz uh <laughs> that would just spur the moment. I, I actually have a on my desk I have this giant wooden controller thing, mm-hmm. a little decoration and I thought I used to play with Turbo Mode. Let's try that. I'm curious about the improvisational quality. Did you do this in one take? Did you do it multiple takes and edit them together? Or did you do it multiple takes and then try and remember the things you said in the previous takes to kind of still make it sound improvisational? Bill, I think we did like how many takes of like... like I think five or six. Yeah, five or yeah. six different takes. And we just kind of okay. kept going. I ended up having to put several things together and then at one point there were <laughs> there were puppies that decided to um join um join the cast i had to edit around that very carefully and i i'm assuming this is how key approached it he had like a yeah. one take that we both really liked and then he just kind of spliced things from the other takes where he needed to exactly but then there was one that uh there was one that bill made a flub and it just felt so organic and human that like i just had to keep it but that doesn't seem to be stopping the Tom Holland-led Uncharted adaptation for Sh- Sony, uh, Shoney, uh, not Shonies, but Sony, which raked in over $300 million worldwide. And at least in all of the gamer media that I have consumed, um, it's all about the personalities of the individuals yeah. because you can go on Twitter and get the same exact news in three seconds if all you care about is what happened. All right, let's get to our judges here. We're starting off this time with the guy who gave you your headlines, Scott Johnson. All right, I'm uh, really happy with what you guys did with said headlines. They were they're tricky ones. They were also ones I'd hoped would last out the week and be a little bit more evergreen um, because as you pointed out yourself, gaming news comes very wickedly fast. Uh, there are weeks where stuff happens on a Monday that I think is going to be the entirety of our core episode on Thursday. And by the time Thursday rolls around, it is been buried in 15 other bigger stories. So um, I, I appreciate the, the attention that you gave to each one of these. There's a stereotype that video game shows and commentators come from a, a maybe a more immature sort of slant, but I thought you guys did a great job of balancing that. There, there was a f- sense of fun, but also a sense of maturity there, and I like that. Uh, I wrote a question mark here about leaving some of, the, some of those edits in after hearing your uh, description as to why I get it. I think maybe the dissonance there is most of the presentation of this show was error-free. So when you only leave in one or two, they seem like mistakes instead of the, the norm. I thought you did a good job on the Uncharted story. Um, I think maybe the audience, even though you guys knew what you're talking about and most listeners of game shows come in mostly knowing what they're going to get, I think a lot of people may not know what the heck Uncharted is after that segment. If they didn't know going in, they probably didn't know going out. Uh, Justin, news or commentary, what do we judge that by? If it is a news show, did I learn something? Did I, and and sign, I, I, I get it that everybody's got the same takes on the internet. Also, that's not what the job of a news program is. The job of a news program is to add context, commentary, the thing that somebody else can bring to Twitter when everybody has the exact same take. Now, by and large, the commentary uh, kinds of podcasts are judged by whether or not you had a good time. 
and I don't, I didn't particularly think that you guys had chemistry. Um, I, I didn't think that the, the takes that you guys had were, uh, you know, something that made me feel like I knew or understood more of it. And it wasn't particularly something that I enjoyed the vibe. If you want to be a commentary show, then show me up top that these these are two folks having a good time and chatting with each other. Uh, Jenny. Extensively because it's like the news is like maybe a sentence long. So please like go in depth. This is one of those things where I say go in depth. Uh, don't be afraid to go in depth. Don't be afraid to explore. Thank you, Jenny. And thank you, questionable champions. Let's move over to one last drink. How's it going, guys? Hello. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Woo! <laughs> all right so uh for your show uh sean you did the research september you handled the script uh theo you edited the show down to the to the timestamps and ken you were project manager you you guys ran into um the headlines you got on thursday information changed before the deadline of turning the show in and so you guys had to make that really tough decision do we re-record and re-edit and put new stuff into the show or do we just leave it as is and have news that's two days old on the day that we turn it in i think i think we tried to ping uh, bobby um but uh, uh we, we went back and read the criteria for the week and we uh, I, at least i was on the page of if it's a new show like you you update it up till you know, 10 minutes before airing or basically until you mm-hmm. can't look at a screen anymore um yeah I mean, I've never been a news reporter, but that's what I've heard. And that's sometimes what they say on air. We're just getting breaking news, you know, that kind of thing. So um, Bobby put it really well, I think, in chat where he said, you know, treat this like it was a real live news show. Right. Totally understand the, the, you know, the tough, uh, how tough a decision it was to do. I I think we almost broke Theo by doing that too. Um, Well, Theo is the next question on my list. Uh, (laughs) Fantastic. Theo, how are you? How are you doing, man? You doing all right? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> now you you uh, didn't have a lot of uh, experience editing before this week, and talk about um, trial by fire, fire editing. I still have the bruises. Yes. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I know there are some issues in the eleventh hour with hitting those timestamps. Uh, I didn't. I never looked. I never saw one of the drafts. But how far off were you guys? Were was it? you know, several seconds off. Was it? Well, unfortunately it's probably uh, more closer to several tried our best, you know, with 28 minutes to go to kind of shave things down to where we could get them. And the entire night, Friday night into the morning um, I had technical issues and a little bit of operator error. And um, it was kind of one of those things, like you said, trial by fire. Um, But when it finally got down to the point where it's like, okay, what you, you know, pencils down as Ken would say, um, Mm -hmm. we, we did what we could, we tweaked where we could and we realized that we were just at that point. Like, here you go. Everybody did tremendously well as far as trying to help me and bring each other up to do this. Um, we did what we could and, yeah. Um, I learned a lot about editing in a very short amount of time. <laughs> I saw nothing but support in the, uh, the, the channel, the discord for you guys, for, for you, Theo. And, and, you know, what, what can we do, Theo? What do you need? You know, uh, let's get to our judges. We're starting off this time with Justin. Theo, you didn't do a good job. You did a great job. In fact, Thank this, you. this was my favorite 
uh, edited show of the week. Uh, I did not know that you were learning all of this on the fly. That is incredibly impressive. I thought that it was very economical, and you did the one thing that I love the most in these shows, Archive Set. And I'm Sean Wyland here with the news. China has to make a decision for themselves about where they want to stand uh, and how they want the history books to uh, look at them and view their actions. Uh, And uh, that is a decision for President Xi and the Chinese to make. That was White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Oh, okay. (laughs) Does it make it sound so much more, so much better just immediately? It just makes the world seem, it takes it out of the basement and puts it in a professional studio in your ears immediately. I thought this was my favorite of the week, and it was not a full-on bummer, but a little bit of of, of trending toward uh, a, a little like talking pointsy, uh, uh, which you have to be careful with in politics because you can't do it willy-nilly. If you're gonna walk down a path, you gotta know you are walking down the path, and if you're not trying to do that then you have to be very sure to not walk down those paths because you are protecting your uh, credibility. So I'll I'll give you an example. There was a moment at the very end where we talk about the Keystone XL pipeline and the fact that it doesn't change gas prices. Well, before we wrap up, let's circle back to one last armchair expert argument that we're all seeing in our feeds. No, the Keystone pipeline wouldn't solve any of this. This is true. However, as you also mentioned earlier in the show, the price of oil is a futures market that is affected by many things. So canceling the Keystone XL pipeline and therefore signaling to the world that the United States might be hostile to more uh, uh, oil production does have an effect on the price of gas. That's where you can get into a situation where you get emails and 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 that's and that's an issue. But overall, favorite of the week, great job. Scott, how about you? Well, I also think they did a really amazing job. I don't have quite the ear Justin has for the political um, you know, whether whether or not commentary is staying as neutral as possible. Um, it's one of the things he does extremely well, which is balance being an entertaining personality but but also straddling that that neutral line. Um, that's hard. Usually the personality in a lot of cases with political commentary comes out of people jumping to one side of the fence or the other. Uh, all right, Jenny. So I really like this one. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to say there's one thing I would say, which is here in this instance, audio hijack is your friend, right? Like if, uh, if it's not the Beatles and it's not from Disney, rip it. Put it in your show. And this goes. You're a new show. You're a new show. You're legally allowed to do it. Let them get it. Get a C and D. Get a C and D and take it out. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Do it and just let Brian worry about it later. The audience has subconscious expectations of news of kind of like archivally news shows and of news spots, right? A marketplace audio spot never changes. It's. The uh, host intro, it is the line of narration, a couple lines that sets it up. Uh, clip one, a little bit more narration. Clip two, a little bit more narration. Clip three, end of piece, right? Uh, that's really the simplest there is. Uh, if you're going to use audio in a segment, don't just use it once. Don't Definitely don't use it twice. Use it three times. The rule of three always applies here. 
you just want to match the rhythm. Like you want in a show like this, you want your audience to like float down the stream of the thing you're doing. And, you know, I would say that you were like halfway there. Uh, it, yes, absolutely. When when people talk about polished shows and marketplace and NPR has done, I mean, they, they've built a legacy and a brand based on these kinds of shows, but that's really what they mean. It's not fancy sound effects or anything like that. It is exactly what Jenny said. The playbook clip commentary, clip commentary, clip long read clip on the way out and then some hip hop beat if it's marketplace your your listeners brains will be thanked well thank you they yeah. will come back to you because they they crave that pattern whether or not they know it or could ever say it all right very good thanks judges and uh, thanks one last drink as well all right now it's time for the judges to step away and discuss the teams this week and pick their ranking for the week so we're going to step out for just a moment. Meanwhile, the judges and the production staff went off to deliberate about which contestant would be leaving the competition tonight. After some discussion, they came back with a decision. All right, uh, the judges have deliberated, as judges do. And we're going to start this week, actually, with the team that lost this week. Uh, and I'm afraid that cha- that team are the questionable champions. Uh, sorry, guys. I think it really came down to the decisions about commentary, what was commentary and what was not commentary. Uh, a couple editing uh, issues that kind of broke the professional vibe of the show. And we have to send somebody home from uh, each team, and I'm afraid that person from questionable champions is going to be... Sean White. So sorry, Sean. Really came down to uh, the news commentary. You know, you were, you were PM this week for this one, and, yeah. and trying to choose between news and commentary was tough. When you were editor in week two, one of the issues was that the music beds uh, went on too long, and then the the uh, the comedy in the first week uh, caused a little bit of confusion with uh, a couple of our judges. And so, man, I am so sorry. Well, honestly, I'm I'm not surprised. I was kind of preparing for this. Uh, not as experienced as the rest of my team members, so I just need need to learn a little bit more. Uh, uh, getting eliminated on this show means you got eliminated on this show. It has no bearing on whether or not you are talented or good or where you are in your your journey to be a professional or or an amateur who just likes to do this. So don't 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 worry about it. Uh, uh, somebody has to go home. And unfortunately, these teams are so massive uh, at this point. It's hard to single people out uh it's a bummer you get tossed this early but uh uh keep your head up thank you sean now we're going to move over to our winning team this week uh with a couple of our judges saying that their show was their favorite our winning team this week is one last drink congratulations guys oh my god (laughs) (laughs) my blood pressure is going back down (laughs) Uh, and, um, this was another tough one to decide on who was going to be leaving us from one last drink. Cause it was, uh, uh, again, you know, you have to look at the three weeks as a whole and look at, um, what did work and what didn't work in the previous, uh, challenges. The person going home this week from one last drink is... 
Sean Weiland. Came down to uh, the wake. There was some editing work that that um, took one of our uh, judges totally out of it. There were some comedy, some rough comedy patches in week two. And um, again, you know, somebody's got to go home. And um, I was, it was certainly a lot of fun being on. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, bummed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss you all, you guys. And, and uh, was there, too. was there one big thing you learned from being part of this? Uh, competition like one Ooh. one big take home to use in your own shows <laughs> try not to work under such a stressful deadline uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> uh signposting that was a, that was i mean i haven't done those kind of shows where that's been important so that that was i know that's such a small tidbit but uh that was week two i heard that so many times i was like oh oh yeah cool Yay. yeah that was all right thanks sean uh, which means our uh, second place team this week were the ivory microphones right there in the middle of the pack. Here is <laughs> one of those moments doing this show that just can't be predicted. Uh, the person leaving us from the ivory microphones is Sean Allred. Oh man. <laughs> don't know. It really, uh, you know, as we were, as the judges were in there, they were going over this and saying, oh my God, it's going to sound like we hate Sean's, but they don't hate Sean's. They love Sean's. Again, it was just, um, uh, it was rough. The, the writer, uh, when you're writing during history week, when the lack of signposting was a problem. Um, and, and really it's, you guys had two really good weeks. And so it, it then becomes hard to distinguish yourself in a team that was so good at all three weeks. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, it's a bummer. But, uh, you know, again, it's a competition. Somebody's got to go. I understand. Uh, just, I guess I felt that my, uh, my sound design in week one would have kind of helped carry me over since uh, that was literally a point that was brought out saying that that was a great moment. And, um, and I thought I got enough compliments last week on the writing <laughs> to kind of carry me over, but, but, uh, was there, was there some aspect of ANTP that, um, that, took you by surprise something you weren't expecting as part of this competition um probably how much i would really care to succeed on this you know i've been listening since season one i've been a fan of yours and scott's and justin's for forever since film sack season you know episode one sean look I, i say this always um and and i you know we had conversations before we even started that uh uh we think it was unfair that we had to uh, eliminate people from every single team uh, uh, at this round, uh, you know, but, but the rules are the rules. You set them up beforehand and everybody's got to follow them. This is a really, really stacked team. You guys are great. Um, you, you should uh, uh, use this disappointment as a cold burning fire that never goes out to scorn all everybody involved in this program by becoming <laughs> only even more talented it is it has served me well throughout my entire career and what we have given you is the absolute blueprint on how to succeed in anything audio related shove it right up our asses i yeah, beg sounds, you sounds like a good villain story all right so the rest of you teams we're now down to three teams of three and uh looking through your discords and hearing your chats and stuff you guys are all seeming to really work well together um a little too well actually so it's time for me to flex my uh evil mustache uh twirling and switch things up and shuffle our teams so oh i knew it it wasn't painful (laughs) enough to lose one (laughs) 
Yes. Well, uh, here are your new teams. So September, you're going to be part of Team 1 with Bill and Casey. Team 2 is going to be Kelly, Jason, and Ken. And Team 3 is going to be Trip, Key, and Theo. You guys ready for your next challenge? Here we go. Uh, one of the things that the production staff does in preparing each season of ANTP is that we all sit down and decide what the challenges are going to be, obviously. How are they constructed? Uh, what are the challenges supposed to teach you? What genre and style of podcast will you guys have to perform? And this usually isn't a very easy process. It takes several weeks of us meeting to figure out. And as you can see, sometimes we still get it wrong. So in this season, we decided that we would uh, outsource some of this work. That's right. We didn't decide on this week's challenge. Instead, this week's challenge is going to be decided by you guys, the contestants. Now, how exactly are we going to be doing this? Well, we have three separate attributes upon which the challenge will be constructed. Genre, format, and tone. Each team is going to be responsible for defining one of those attributes. Uh, Team one, you're going to be choosing the genre and you get to choose from sports, pop culture, and self-help. Team two, you're going to be choosing the podcast format, and you're going to be choosing between monologue, educational, and game show. And team three, you're going to be choosing the tone of the podcast, which is either comedic, satirical, or serious. Uh, Each of you three teams are going to be given 60 seconds to discuss which of the three options that you want to choose. And then after each team is separately chosen, we're going to come together and reveal what this week's challenge for all three teams will be. You've got 60 seconds to discuss uh, the genre of the podcast everybody's going to be creating. You can choose from sports, pop culture, and self-help. I will start your time now and you guys can discuss. I just want to put out on Front Street, I know nothing about sports, and I will completely glaze over the entire week, so I don't think we should choose sports. <laughs> I, I think it would be more interesting if we did self-help. I think that is a little deeper than sports. or I, I think it's I more challenging think- than pop culture or sports, because... Okay, so here's something to consider, which is that, so we're all doing the exact same show, right? So... There's two ways to go with it. You know, what what kind of fits the most? Probably educational. But do we throw a huge wrench in everyone's week and do game show? I would like a chance mm. to redeem myself on game show. Anything that is, you know, challenging for us is going to be just as challenging for anyone else. So what are you guys thinking? I mean, uh, like, it's kind of serious would be the easy route, I guess. But Yes. Yeah, but 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 no risk, you know, you, 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 no risk, no reward. I think, you know, if we're really going to screw with people, comedy is the <laughs> toughest thing to do. Yeah, I it agree is, with comedy. Satirical can be tricky and I, I enjoy satire, but comedy. Okay, time's up. All right, Team One, you had to choose the uh, genre of the podcast. You had to choose between sports, pop culture, and self-help. What did you choose? We chose self-help, Brian. Self-help. Okay, very good. Uh, Team Two, for uh, you guys, you were choosing the format, and you had to choose between monologue, educational, and game show style. What did you guys choose? Game show. Excellent. All right. We have a a self-help game show. And team three, you had to pick the tone between comedic, satirical, or serious. And where did you guys land? Uh, We chose comedy. Fantastic. We have a comedic 
self-help game show. <laughs> so, uh, excellent. Your challenge then, as you're probably realizing, is going to be a, a very tough one. You're going to be getting to know your new teammates, of course, while also figuring out how to cobble these three attributes together into a podcast that makes sense. Remember, it's now time to put your skills to work. Take the praise and the criticisms that you've gotten from the judges for the last three weeks and show them that their lessons didn't fall on deaf ears. From here on out, one person goes home every week from the losing team. So if you want to stay in this competition, just just make sure that your team isn't the one on the bottom. Judges, do you guys have any suggestions for our teams? Um, this sounds impossible. I'm just saying wind to your back and I'm really, I'm, I'm hoping I'm praying for all of you to whatever God you, you know, you like, it's fine. This is really hard, but he's done to pray, you. Pray to all of them. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Seriously. This is going to be really, really hard. And, uh, I have, I don't know what to expect. I really don't. <laughs> Very good. All right. Then. That's going to do it for this episode. So on behalf of our judges, coach, producers, and everyone who works behind the scenes to keep all the wheels moving, this is Brian Ibbett saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on America's Next Top Podcaster. Hey, this is Sean Weiland, week three elimination uh, contestant of season, season four. Uh, sucks. <laughs> Uh, it's it's hard to be out uh, on the first round, although the first round was three of us, which is really cool that we got to hang out for three weeks. Um, this has felt like summer camp. This has been a lot of fun. Um, it hurts. It hurts a lot because I really enjoyed who I was working with. I enjoyed listening to everyone else's work. I liked being a part of the process, which is just anything creative. It hurts to not be included in that that work anymore. Um, this week is especially weird because last week was the uh, this annual nerd cruise I used to go on that I couldn't go on this year uh, just because of timing and finances and everything else. Uh, and this week is the Game Developers Conference uh, is going on right now, and I couldn't go again this week because of finances and getting a new job, which is wonderful, but I'm missing those friends and those experiences, and so losing this right now is is tough. Uh, I tried to be positive in our group chats and other recordings, but um, yeah, and it's it's rough because I wanted to be a team player and I wanted to make everyone feel good and included, and I think I sacrificed some of my own editorial um, instincts because of that, so... That's unfortunate, but I, I know everyone else is good and is going to try really hard, so I wish them luck and love you all. And first off, I'd like to just say thank you to everyone that's involved with this show. Brian, David, you, and Scott were the main reasons why I got into podcasting. Um, I really appreciate this opportunity to, to come on here and try to show you guys what I could do. Um, I'd also like to thank my teammates. Uh, those guys were awesome. Uh, Trip, your voice is amazing. Uh, Casey, uh, you're you're just so talented, and of course, Jason, you you know, uh, you guys are awesome. It was a joy to be on your team. Uh, we obviously had something going on. You know, winning two out of the three challenges, I think, speaks for itself. So, um, looking forward to working with you all in the future because I know that this is not the last time we're going to be working together. So. Uh, again, to all the other contestants, you guys are all great. I'm so honored to have been uh, a part of this team or a part of this show for even only uh, a few weeks, but um, 
I did learn a little bit, and I think uh, I'll take that and use it to, um, as Justin said, uh, to uh, to build my empire so I can shove it down your throats. So that's my goal now, is to become the best film review podcast on the internet, and um, come back in a, in a year and, and show you what we've done. So I just want to say thank you again. It's been a blast. Hello, Sean White here. As you have heard, I was a victim of the Great Sean Purge of ANTP Season 4. As such, they asked me to record a goodbye message. The thing is, I don't see this as a goodbye. Not to the people on the show, and not to the people listening. Goodbye implies people won't hear from me again, which isn't true. I've met some great people through ANTP, and I'm not going to let these new connections fade away. I'm also not going to stay silent in the field of podcasting. So instead of goodbye, I'll use this time to say thank you. To Brian, Bobby, and Monica for running the show and accepting my application. To Scott, Jenny, and Justin for their advice. To all of my fellow contestants, who I hope to work with again in the future. And to all the listeners out there. Regardless of the results of this competition, I assure you, you'll hear from me again on the podcast listening app of your choice. Thank you. America's Next Top Podcaster is hosted and created by Brian Ibbett. Hammond Chamberlain is our executive producer. The show is written and edited by our producer, Bobby Frankenberger. Alex Albisu conducts our post interviews and is our Patreon manager. Social media community manager is me, Monica Stone. Thanks to all our patrons and sponsors. And most of all, thank you for listening. For more information, go to America's Next Top Podcaster.com.